You know, panel, a different form of questioning. One question at a time, in turn, moving clockwise. And we'll begin with um, Arlene Francis. Are you represented on the motion picture screens at the present time? Mm-hmm. Mr. Sir? Well, uh, there are three big, big pictures. Uh, I'd like to mention the three pictures and ask you if you have any connection with one of the three. Mary Poppin, My Fair Lady, and the Americanization of Emily. Have you anything to do with one of those three pictures? Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's one down and nine to go, Mr. Randy. Have we worked together? Yes, I'm afraid we have, boy. Yeah. Miss Francis? Have we worked together? I reckon we have, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> You're heaven, anyway. I do know that. You know what it is? Sure. Yeah. James, James Garner. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, this is Lee Merriweather. And you're listening to TV Confidential. It's Oklahoma night here tonight. It's That's right. Mm -hmm. Old Oakie week. Tony is from Tulsa, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm from Norman, Oklahoma. We're old buddies. Do the people from Norman speak to the people from Tulsa? Well, yeah, but we speak down to them. You speak down. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, yeah. Well, Jim, I'm sorry we didn't give him more trouble. And I hope uh, this doesn't give you any concern. I don't want to embarrass you, but uh, I've been around this game, television, for a long time. You know that I have not, in all these years, found many people who have the universal respect and affection of their colleagues, as you do. Everybody you work with just thinks you're great. Well, I do, too. Listen, uh, James, as a special favor, and you started to do it when you answered, do me a little bit of Ma Frickett from... Our Grandma Frickett, she's a wonderful lady, she is. Postcards, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, when we were working together, I, uh, of course, Jonathan Winters is I, I love, and I used to imitate him a lot. We had a lot of fun. It's a wonderful impersonation of Jonathan, though. Well, he's, he's hard to imitate. He's, he's yeah. perfect. He's got seven million voices. That's true. <laughs> he's good enough as just James Goddard. You're There. quite right. Hey, Brett Maverick. That's uh, Thank you, Jim. Lovely to have you with us. Ed Robertson, along with guest John Winokur. John is the co-author, along with James Garner, of The Garner Files, a memoir of James Garner's life and career in the motion picture and television industry, a career that has spanned more than uh, six decades and, and a career that appeals to three different generations. You can find The Garner Files in bookstores everywhere, as well as Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, and wherever books are sold online. Let's see. I've, I've said this before on this program. I'm, in fact, I may have even said this in, in one of my books about Jim. James Garner is, is, is a fighter, John. I mean, he's not afraid to take chances, especially if it's something that he, uh, that he believes in. And he's done, he, 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 is, he doesn't uh, just talk the talk. He's not afraid to walk the walk. And as, as I said, he has, uh, he, he has taken risks, um, you know, especially uh, against Warner Brothers and then later on, against Universal, uh, there is, there's a comment that, that when you talk about the Maverick lawsuit, Jim is very honest when he talks about why he took on Warner Brothers. It, it is easy for some people to say, okay, I was out to you know, set a precedent. That wasn't Jim's thought process at all. No, he had no idea that it would turn into a precedent. Uh, the only reason it did was because uh, after he won the lawsuit, Warner Brothers appealed, uh, and uh, they lost the appeal, so it went, you know, it went into the law books as a, as a, as a precedent. 
and uh, in effect was the last nail <clears throat> or one of the last nails in the coffin of the old studio system. You know, in the 30s and 40s, James Cagney and Betty Davis had fought Warner Brothers, you know, for the various practices that the studio system took against actors. Uh, they could suspend them without pay and add the extra time to the end of their contract. They could loan them out to other studios. Uh, uh, even if, if though the, the picture that they would be used in would not be good for their careers. Uh, they were basically indentured servants. They were like, uh, like ball players before free agency. Exactly. Um, and that was pretty much still the case when Jim was doing Maverick, which was a Warner Brothers Western. Uh, they could, um, he had a 52-week contract, which meant that when he wasn't shooting Maverick, they could send him on the road to do uh, personal appearances. Uh, they could, you know, he found himself riding in floats and parades, opening supermarkets, uh, being flown here and there. And Warner Brothers would get all the personal appearance fees, and Jim would get pocket money, you know, would get expense money. And he resented that. He resented the fact that he was making $250 a week uh, to be in a hit show that had just uh, knocked off Ed Sullivan and Steve Allen and Jack Benny as number one on Sunday nights. Um, uh, the show was making money hand over fist, and he said he thought that Warner Brothers would do the right thing, tear up the old contract, and give them something more commensurate with what he was contributing. Well, unfortunately, he was wrong. Well, came a, a writer's strike, and Warner Brothers took the opportunity to uh, lay off all the actors, and thereby not having to pay their, have to pay their uh, salaries. But under the table, they had uh, writers, scabs, really, because there was a strike going on, writing scripts under the pseudonym W. Hermanos. Of course, Hermanos is brothers in, in Spanish. right? Spanish. Okay. So Jim said, hey, play me or let me out of the contract. And he hired a, a young lawyer that was with a law firm, uh, uh, Martin Gang's law firm, who... Martin Gang was an eminent uh, Hollywood lawyer, a young man named Frank Wells, who went on to co-run uh, 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 Disney with Michael Eisner and you know, became a very important man in Hollywood, a very successful executive. In those days, he had just come back from a Rhodes Scholarship. This was one of his first cases. And they sued him, and everybody told Garner that, uh, you know, literally the, the cliche, you'll never work in this town again, right. even if you win, which you won't. You know, they'll, they'll draw this out, and it'll cost you so much money, and it won't be worth it. But he was stubborn, and he just felt that it wasn't right what they were doing to him. And that was, a, and so Warner Brothers, uh, Jack Warner, personally uh, took the stand at the trial. Frank Wells made mincemeat out of him. I have the transcript uh, because there was a, uh, uh, an appeal. We have the transcript of the trial. And 
won the lawsuit. It cost him more money. The lawsuit cost him more money than he had, than he had made the entire run of Maverick. Uh, but he said it was worth it. Yeah, it was, it was worth it because it, it won his freedom and it, gave, it created opportunities uh, for him. And he, he more than made up uh, that deficit in the 60s, you know, because he was able to test his waters and uh, create opportunities for himself as an actor. I want to ask you, uh, I want to ask you about a couple of his uh, movies in, in just a second, but, but the, the line that, that jumps out at me uh, in, in the book, um, John, is, is where Jim says, the, the truth is, when I took on Warner Brothers, I wasn't thinking about anybody but myself. And again, it goes back to what we we're talking about before, about authenticity about honesty. I doubt anybody, and I, I used to work in the legal field, and I doubt anybody who, who whoever sues a, a company or sues another person says, I'm doing this to set a precedent. They're doing it because they, they believe they have a case. And, um, and, and, and again, it's very easy to just say, you know, you, when you write this 50 years later, oh, I was doing this because, you know, I was thinking of somebody else. But no, he was, he's just very, he's cards on the table, honest. Absolutely. Um, and it was only because, as I say, only because Warner Brothers appealed uh, do we have this record. When Jim had to sue Universal over Rockford Files profits, Universal was smart enough to settle the case for that very reason, so that there would be no precedent. Right, but it, it, took, him, it took him 10 years before they finally got to the point where they realized they had to settle. It took him 10 years and a couple of million bucks. The old way of living with diabetes is a pain. You've got to remember to do your testing, and you always need to be sticking your fingers. The new way to live your life with diabetes is with a continuous glucose monitor. You simply apply a discreet, easy-to-use sensor on your body, and it continuously monitors your glucose levels, helping you spend more time in range and freeing you from painful finger pricks. If you test your blood sugar at least four times per day and inject insulin at least three times per day or use an insulin pump and have private insurance or Medicare, you might be eligible for a CGM with little or no cost to you. Call U.S. Medical Supply today for a free benefits check. We offer free shipping, 90-day supplies, and we bill Medicare or your insurance directly. Call now and say goodbye to finger pricks. 800-826-5884. 800-826-5884. 800-826-5884. That's 800-826-5884. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay Area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411. Or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.